The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> And welcome to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I'm your host, Tim, certified sex educator. I identify as a chaotic homosexual, and I am always so hungry. It's a good thing I'm part of the LGBT community, which I guess stands for Let's Get Burgers Tonight. <laughs> Yay! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of my, my one of my worst dad jokes that I've said in oh. the history of the show. <laughs> I know. Tomatoes, boo, yuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, thank you so much for your support, Jen and Steph. <laughs> <laughs> Those two lovely laughs that you hear on the other end of the mic are none other than Jen and Steph Pagewise from Enchanted Awakening. Jen and Steph, how are you doing? <sighs> Here the stadium We are roar. so fantabulous. <sighs> Here We're fabulous. At Madison Square Garden. <sighs> oh my goodness i am so happy to have you both here on the show but before we have our little kiki how about you tell the little the the little (laughs) the big audience here at madison square garden about yourself would you like to begin my dear sure well i'm jennifer i am one half of the tag team here of jennifer and stephanie pagewise and we are quantum relationship coaches and you know we work with the LGBT community to help them have the most amazing relationships in life. And it just, it's not just about romantic relationship. It's about relationship with themselves and relationship with everybody in their lives. So um, that's what we do. And we love what we do. I love that you do that. And I love that it's specifically for LGBT people. Straight people have it rough enough as it is. They do not need love. I don't know whatever it is that they say. <laughs> but <laughs> but it, that's really cool that you do that. But you dropped the word there. I'm a little curious. Quantum relationships. What exactly is quantum? Because I'm thinking like physics, like the stars or stuff. Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> what is, oh, a little bit? Yeah, okay. a little bit. Let me know. What is it? What is a quantum relationship coach? Well, we do bring metaphysics into the work that we do. It's very spiritual, but it's also very earth-based. It is really fifth dimensional love. It goes beyond this physical world and it's creating holy relationships. And those are relationships where we awaken to our true self, our true soul level self where we are able to be exactly who we were born to be on this planet. And we believe, and we've experienced ourselves, that in relationship is where we are shown all of the places that we still need to heal and can do that healing. So within the dyad of our marriage, our relationship, we have found that by bringing in spirituality, 
and working on ourselves and our relationship, we're able to really find who we truly are. The metaphysical part is really new age spirituality, which I don't even like using that word new age because it's ageless. Aww, you know, this ageless. is the spirituality of Jesus, Aww. you know, and the spirituality of the Buddha and the spirituality of the Essenes. And now it's the spirituality of the cutting edge of the human race. And the spirituality of queer people. Because let's be clear yes. here, folks. We are magical. We are just oh, brimming yes. with energy. That's why they give us the rainbow. Because we're colorful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So hearing that description, I'm going to be honest. I am a little averse and cynical to anything that is like very new agey and uh mm-hmm. you know holistic mainly because i'm a recovering catholic so i've got some trauma Understood. to unpack there right <laughs> so right uh, what what are some of the techniques that you you integrate in your practice as quantum relationship coaches that make it quote unquote quantum well we really start with that work towards authentic self and getting through all of the trauma and all of the conditioning that's happened here on planet Earth that's made us forget exactly who we are. So we do trauma work. We use polyvagal theory, which is the vagus nerve is the one of the largest nerves in our body outside mm. of the spinal cord. And mm. we have different techniques that we use to help people reset their nervous system so that when they react to stressors in the world, which oftentimes our partners are stressors, or we're responding to things that are really our trauma history. And so we are able to help people reset their nervous system and be able to calm back down and react or interact with their, their loved ones from a place of calm, cool, collected, rather instead of triggered. Right. <laughs> and normally when we're triggered, yeah. the thing about being triggered is we're normally not triggered by the act that we're currently dealing with. It's something that happened in the past with a previous relationship or society conditioning us. It could be like in our community, it's homophobia. It is the, you know, the problems that we've had with basic the bo- in the box religion, and as you mm-hmm. say, you're a recovering Catholic. We mm-hmm. have many people who have had trauma by the church, you know, whether it be the Catholic Church, whether it be Judaism, because I I was raised in Judaism, you mm-hmm. know. So we have a lot of folks who have been traumatized based on the fact that we aren't accepted in the LGBT community in religion, and so how do we heal from that so we can move forward? So that's what we do. We help people heal from those past hurts so they can move forward and have happy, healthy, holy relationships. But I don't want a happy, healthy, holy relationship. I want to be in a toxic one. (laughs) Oh, great. You are one. You're a party of one. I don't know too many that want that. <laughs> yes, please bring me some more drama trauma. Am I the drama? I could just Am see you. <laughs> what's what's the what's the app that you swipe with? I can't I just can't Tinder? even imagine. 
Sign up here for more trauma. Sign up here for more toxicity <laughs> in my life. <laughs> literally, just in neon signs. Give me someone who has mommy issues. I can fix him. I promise. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. And we oh, spend God. our lives trying to fix other people, right? Well, oh. but we also tend to be looking for people to heal our own wounds. So the, how many times have we been together with someone? It's like, oh, my God, she reminds me of my mother. <gasps> oh, my God, she reminds <gasps> me of my father. No, no. Right? And it's totally creepy. <laughs> it's very creepy. Oh, get your head out of the bedroom, Mr. Sex Coach. <laughs> I know. Y'all are just reading me to filth like as if you've known my entire dating history. I'm just like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> See, we might be onto something here. Truly, I, that's why I'm still single. <laughs> I just keep repeating right, the same but, toxic behaviors. Know, the patterns. Right, same patterns. The patterns. And until we, we look at them, we don't even understand them. Mm-hmm. And then once we look at them and start to love ourselves in spite of that stuff, it's like, oh, I understand why I'm, why I'm doing this. Well, let me like take care of me and figure this out a little bit more and love myself to heal those wounds so that when I find the next person, I'm not going to put up with the same bullshit. But, you know, you won't put up with that same bullshit and you'll, you'll just be like, oh, yeah, no, red red flag, red flag, red flag, yeah, go. Go. No more. Get out of here. Get done. Oh, you know, and I'm so, not doing like, this again. I mean, I don't know how it is in, how it's been in your relationships, but so often we see, especially in the lesbian community, mm-hmm. where, I mean, what's the joke? What do you bring on your first date? A U-Haul? Toothbrush. <laughs> oh. No, the second that's date. the second that's date. That's the second oh, date. Oh, oh. Maybe your, your community's a little bit even speedier than ours. Right, because we get a U-Haul to move out. But ours first date is toothbrush. <laughs> oh. Right. oh. We take I, the U-Haul to move in. <laughs> that's the difference well, between the lesbians and the you gays. You know, if that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh how did you two meet oh he helped me move out of my last boyfriend's apartment yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh, ethically? I hired him as my mover <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then my next boyfriend after that was my contractor then the next one was the real estate agent <laughs> there you uh-huh. go there you go oh, <laughs> serial God. monogamy at it's best Cereal monogamy? Oh my god, the only cereal I am is whole wheat because I have a fiber thing going on in my gut right now. Get it? Right, it's no, way right, not going to be talking bad. about that anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> my digestive system keeps me from bottoming. Uh, <laughs> no. So, th- th- this is actually a fascinating conversation because as a sex educator, my whole focus is mainly on the physical stuff, whereas your practice, both of you, is the more emotional intimacy and whenever i hear emotional intimacy i'm just like ugh, gross my favorite pride flag color is red flag oh yes so like (laughs) i'm pretty sure that you guys weren't like always in this like sort of balanced kind of relationship and then i can see from just from the camera that it it looks so healthy and balanced and just so unified what was like the procedure to get there what were the steps and the obstacles that you had to overcome <laughs> falling apart yeah 100 oh, falling apart hit, hitting the rock bottom for both of us individually yeah. and together 
Mm. Yeah, it was it was an ugly time. Jennifer and I met. Were we going on fourteen years now? We're going on fourteen years almost. Congrats! Yeah. And wow. Thank Thanks. you. Um, but there was a pause in there, so it's fourteen minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so six years in, our relationship just woof, fell apart, and Stephanie's like, "I'm done. I can't yeah. do this anymore. I'm out of here." Yeah. When we first got together, I mean, we were both very much looking for an equal partner, and I can't. I had a list of rules and deal mm-hmm. breakers. Mm-hmm. I, it was like twelve things long. It's like must not <laughs> smoke, must like to do things outside, you know, must this, must that. And, no heavy drinker. Right. No, none of this. You know, if she met the criteria. You know, and we had, you know, we're, we're very... We're both educated, we're so... We're balanced intellectually, emotionally, things were good. But then a year in, Jennifer had a surgical mishap that grounded her. So she could no longer work. She had been a very, very successful manager at the local housing authority, had built a huge department, brought in millions of dollars a year in grants, all that stuff. She was a single mom, And now all of a sudden, she's in extreme pain. She has no job. She can barely parent our son. I couldn't walk. Who was five years old, six years old at the time. And it was terrible. And she shut down. And Stephanie was only one year out of grad school. So she was just starting her career. Right. Wow. So life was just like piling on one shit on top of the other. Oh, gosh, was it a pile of shit. And, you know, I shoveled as quickly as I could. Yeah. But I just could not keep up with it. And an ex-partner of mine used to call it shoveling shit against the tide. And <laughs> the tide won. Mm. And so after six years, I had tried every intervention that I could think of to pull her out of her funk and to stay balanced myself. But let's face it. I came into it with codependence and, you know, wanting to save her. And, you know, be all that she needed and all that stuff. So I got buried in being what she needed. Uh, Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. She had quite the superhero costume. (sighs) Total. Total. I I bedazzled it and everything, you know. Um, But I, I, after six years, I was spent. There was nothing left. And so we, we parted ways. It was not pretty. Um, We were not, we didn't hate each other, but it was... It was definitely not, you know, it wasn't a proud moment in my life. I'll say that. And, Mm -mm. you know, we kept, we decided, you know, that no matter what, we were still going to co-parent because at this point, you know, six years in, I mean, Stephanie was my son's other mother. And Mm -hmm. so we continued to co-parent the best that we could. And that was like really the only thing we ever talked about. When are you picking up the kid? When are you bringing him home? How was your visit? What do I need to know? Oh, that sounds yeah. so mechanical and like devoid of it was. emotional. Oh my god! It had to be. Y- yeah, the, I mean, there was so much resentment and anger under the surface, but From she both didn't. Of us. She didn't deserve my resentment and anger. She was mm-hmm. trying to heal, so it wasn't. You know, that was mine to deal with. So mm-hmm. I dealt with it, and I'm sure she had a lot on her own side, and you know, um, and I've, of course, I had guilt. And you did you have guilt? Oh, I had terrible guilt yeah. because I I went into the relationship as, you know, career oriented, holding my own, and now for six for five of those years, I could barely get out of bed. You mm, know, so it was not a proud health, moment yeah, in yeah, yeah. in yes. my life. Yeah. 
Um, and I just Ooh. let that then affect my emotional being, my spiritual being. I, I fell apart. And, you know, sometimes that's what needs to happen to pick up the pieces. Yeah. You really you have, have to, to get go to through that the bottom. Ringer, huh? Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Just like, you know, folks that are in a 12-step program will say they had to hit rock bottom. Mm. Well, we had to hit rock bottom in our relationship. And personally. And personally. I was personally very lost. I also turned 45 at that time. Mm. And I had this moment around my birthday that said, if my next 45 years look like this, it is not it. worth it. <laughs> I don't want it. Pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started really thinking, okay, what do I want? How do I, what needs to change? Mm. And a few months later, our relationship fell apart because I just, I, I knew that the way that I was in the relationship was not good for my long-term health. It wasn't mm. good for hers either. Right. But I could only see me at that point. So we split up and we were separate. And I have always been a spiritual seeker and right. very much focused. And my spirituality, you know, it started out as religion. I was raised in, in a uh, Protestant faith mm -hmm. and... I was hook, line, and sinker when I was a little kid. I loved going to church. It was my safe place. I, my family had a lot of chaos in it. I was the only daughter with three siblings, and church was very much my safe place. So mm -hmm. I loved it. I loved going there. I loved seeing people. I loved connecting with people. So it was good for me. But as I got towards you know senior high school, in my senior year, I remember very vividly the pastor reading from one of the dogma books of the congregation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't agree with that. That's though, no, I don't, yeah. I don't understand how that is in that book mm -hmm. because that's not, that's condescending. That's, that's saying that somebody doesn't matter and that's not okay. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, you're taking a, a group of people and saying that they're not okay. That's, I disagree completely. And so that was the beginning of me moving away from organized religion. And I've always very much connected with the earth and feeling very, I just feel that there's so much aliveness mm -hmm. in, in nature. And I feel my own aliveness when I'm in nature. So I spent many years studying Buddhism and Taoism and other nature spiritualities but that wasn't part of our relationship because Jennifer was raised Jewish and was very committed to her Judaism and I supported her and I would go and, but it just never touched me. Right. And so it wasn't something that connected us. And after we broke up, I found a more metaphysical practice. It's really earth spirituality. It's energetic spirituality. It's, it's what Einstein studied when he found the God particle. There is intelligence in the smallest of particles. So what the heck is that? Mm -hmm. There's something more than us on the planet or in the cosmos. And mm. I was just so, so connected. That's so intimately like, like, I, I, <laughs> I don't even have the words for it because you're talking about nature and I'm like the only nature religion I believe in comes in the form of a joint. So <laughs> like, that's my... <laughs> that's my thing on it right but like i guess there really is much more to our relationships to our 
being than just I don't know what's the mundaneness of it. And then you you talk with so much passion about getting into that metaphysical being, and I'm like, I want to get there. I want that. Yes. See, it's. I want it. It's, it's kind of sexy, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah. And it's more than our humanness. It's, yeah. you know, we, and in our belief system, we believe that we are a spiritual being having a human experience, not the other way around. We're not humans having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Oh, my God. My so we eye. are spirit. Right. Yeah. Oh, did it just open? Yeah, it's like cool. I'm squinting right and now. If we all can, <laughs> if we all can stay connected on that level of spirituality, then we're all one. When we heal that and can connect there, then we can bring it down to our human experiences and heal the trauma and heal all the pain and have amazing relationships. Oh my God! You don't hear this from straight people. <laughs> to my audience, you're not going to. No, hear no, <laughs> no, no, you don't. Oh my God! Leave it to the lesbians and the gays to show you what it's really like to have a good relationship, right? And to yeah, kind of get raw dog all to hell. No, I'm kidding. That's from me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, so, so while we were apart, we both started studying the same thing, not even realizing we were doing it. It was we didn't crazy. Even you know, something came across my Facebook and it was a 40 days to more self-love. It mm -hmm. just kind of popped into my Facebook feed because I was searching and I'm like, oh, I need more self-love. I need to love me so I can get myself out of this bed and stop feeling sorry for myself being a victim of the world. Mm. And so I started doing this course, which brought me to A Course in Miracles, which is the metaphysical teaching that we study. And Stephanie walked into my door one day and, of course, found me in the bedroom because that's where I always was in my bed. She was either picking up our son or dropping him off. And I don't know if – are you familiar with The Course in Miracles at all? Have you heard no, of the, the text? No, no. I'd love to hear more about it. It's about a, about 1,500 pages. So it's It's quite, ginormous. It's a huge book. I mean, you yeah. could you could kill someone <laughs> with the book. I and might. She I saw might. Though nobody really dies. Right. Yeah. She saw it sitting on my nightstand and her jaw just dropped. Like, what are you doing with that book? Because yeah. as Stephanie said, I was very much involved in Judaism and that in the box religion. And this was so out of the ordinary for me. And she had been studying it. And she was like, what are you doing with that book? And I'm like, oh, I love this thing. This is amazing. <laughs> and she just looked at me like, who are you? And then I walked out. <laughs> I was like, she didn't know what more to say. I got nothing. <laughs> I can't even respond to that. Yeah. yeah, I was like, in one way, I was pissed off because why couldn't you have done this sooner? And then the other one was pissed off because how did you find my thing? Hey, come on, get out of my world. <laughs> That's mine. That's mine. Jealous. Give me. That was me. Yes. It's my whole identity. No, and I, I understand that. That's so, like, wow. It's just the dedication to to learning about yourself and how to like connect with your partner on a deeper intimate level considering that you guys were in such a bumpy road in the in the stage mm -hmm. of in that stage of your relationship that's so yeah. 
Like I, I'm a little awestruck right now. Like that is cool. Oh, I think I've Aww. never, I've never been able to do that. As the moment things get too hard, I'm like, I'm gonna move to another country. Bye. <laughs> like that's right. That and isn't is that what most of us do? Yup. Yup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We run. We, we run. I've, I've moved from the Midwest to New England to the Midwest, and I mean, I was Everywhere. all over the place. I'm a runner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Me too. I've always been a runner. Yeah, avoided attachment. I love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, as I said, I hit that forty-five mark, and I was like, "This is no way to live." It's not, and I don't want to be running the rest of my life. Yeah. Oh, so gosh. I started really doing the introspection because guess what? Guess who I always found when I landed? Me. Oh yeah, yourself. You're always going to be there for you, for you. But me, what me was stupid, mm, mm. and it kept it kept doing the same things over and over again, expecting different results. But like, why do we do that though? Why do we keep doing the same bad shit to ourselves? Is it because we're comfortable? Because we it? don't is know it? any better. Oh, we haven't learned mm. anything better. Mm. Well, and I think there is some core soul wound that is we are. We both believe that we are here on this planet to awaken to our highest self that we can in this incarnation. And there's some fundamental lesson that we need to learn. Or right. many. Or many. But there's probably, you know, whatever you're working on right now, that's the one that you're supposed to be working on right now. Mm -hmm. So for me at that point, it was how to stay solid in myself regardless of what was going on around me. Mm -hmm. It didn't mean be self-centered. It meant don't lose me. Ooh. And I had to learn that I wasn't a victim of this world, that I created my own reality. And how yes. could I create a different reality for myself? Oh my God, goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps because we're all playing like this victim card that like, I'm trapped in this situation. I don't know what to do, but it's like, literally, babe, everything is a choice. Why don't you just make the right, right choice then? Even if you don't make the right choice, know that you're just making a choice and you can make a different one. Yeah, just like that to be a Boom. dumb bimbo like <laughs> like me. Yeah, <laughs> every second of the day we can make another choice. Yeah, but we to choose change to, our path. But for whatever reason, we choose to like make the ones that we're comfortable with because that's our comfort zone, right? It's like my path comfort of zone, least resistance. Exactly, right. my comfort zone is that if I get a little too close to a man my instinct is to run away rather than just like talking mm -hmm. it out and like you know is like spilling my guts and my feelings Ugh! i only do that right. to my therapist like ugh. yes god forbid ugh. you're actually seen yeah oh my god like it's terrifying isn't it i would right. rather yeah. shit in my hands and clap than to get close to a man <laughs> like ugh. right yeah is, yeah so let me tell you one of the things that one of the major, I, I, this changed me forever. When you start working on your spirituality in the way that Jennifer and I did, you start really connecting with stuff that's non-physical. Mm. You get messages from God, you get messages from angels, you know, spirit guides. You, in, right, you really yeah, yeah. are getting, and it, you have a much, you have a connected intuition. And one of the things that I started doing was when I was triggered, so when she got too close or something happened, and I started feeling something, I named it. I'm like, ooh, I have a trigger. And I owned it. I'm like, ooh, I was just triggered. And this is what's coming up. I'm afraid. 
I'm angry. This reminds me of that. And I started naming it without blaming her. I just owned it. And so we could talk it out. And I could really look at what what my real boo-boo was. Because there's obviously something happening in me. You know, she walked on, she stepped on a landmine that she didn't even know was there. And now I'm, I might explode, but I stopped exploding and just started naming. Yeah. And you can't blame her for like not knowing your triggers. Cause that's oh, the only no. triggers. I didn't even know my triggers. Yeah. Do, I mean, do we know all of our triggers? Hell no. No. I know no. a couple of them. I know that there are certain smells, certain, certain words that will just shoot me to the moon immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's all kinds of subtle ones. Pfft, I don't even know they exist until they happen. <laughs> so now we're just paying really good attention right. and we talk it out. I mean, we, we believe that communication, boundaries, those are the key to having happy, healthy relationships. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Yes. What's up, all you sick fucking perverts? Don't you just love love? The Love Shop has everything you need to feel the love in the air or in between your legs, wherever you want, really. They've got everything from vibrators, lubes, lingerie, and even full-sized sex dolls. <laughs> wow, I guess love really does come in all shapes and sizes. Visit loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and use code sexedwithtim at checkout for 15% off the whole store. And the best part is that they ship all over Canada, US, and what? Ireland? To all my whores in Dublin, top of the morning to ya. <laughs> That's loveshop.ca slash sexedwithtim and check out code sexedwithtim for 15% off the entire store. Now get to fucking. Do you like feeling sexy and looking sexy? Of course you do. Only my listeners are sexy as fuck. I have partnered with fetishwear designer Dale Kuda to bring you the hottest deals on custom jock straps, harnesses, hats, and more. Head over to dalekuda.com, that's D-A-L-E-K-U-D-A.com, and use code SEXEDWITHTIM at checkout for 25% off the entire store. Yeah, you heard me. 25% off. And cherry on top. Free shipping. Oh my god. I have a few of the stuff that he has made for me. And girl, I'm wearing it right now. I'm wearing like a little jock strap so that I could easily just like slip a little butt plug or dildo every now and then here and there. And I'm on the train. I'm just like, uh, 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 thank you, Dale. <laughs> That's dalecuda.com with the code sexedwithtim for 25% off your entire purchase with free shipping. With a deal like that, I swear I could come buckets, honey. <laughs> the show is about to begin. Yes. Oh my God. Like, I will die before I ever set a boundary, honestly. <laughs> but actually, I'm going to suggest that you set really good boundaries. You what know are... exactly how to keep people away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a boundary. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, okay, there is a difference between a boundary and a wall. Like, you know, yes. you, you can't just, like, shut people out completely. So what 
does a good boundary look like versus a complete fucking wall? Right. Well, let's let's call a wall what it is. It's a boundary on steroids. Mm. It's I've been hurt. So don't, I need to don't protect you fucking me. dare come close to me. Mm. I have to protect myself. So I'm putting up this wall. Right. 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 So a boundary truly is what's okay and what's not okay with me. Mm. So you're when you when you know what that is, what's okay and what's not okay, then you know what's going to help you feel safe and what's going to not make you feel safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when do we put up walls? For me, all the time. Oh my god! Well, when yes. we don't feel safe, well, because you don't, don't feel safe, because you don't feel I safe. Never felt safe in my life. Right. Right. So yeah. there's your difference. A oh, wall is when we you're might need totally to unsafe. With you. Yeah, you might need some of our some of our ca- trust coaching. Me, trust me, gals. I need so much help. I don't know anything <laughs> about maintaining a good, healthy relationship. I feel like I'm about to break into hives just thinking of an interdependent relationship. Like, ugh, I feel itchy. Ugh. Yep. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> and and you just said the key word. We teach interdependence. In, we teach interdependence because you know codependence yeah. is when you're so overlapped that you don't know who you are. It's the lesbian merge. Mm. <laughs> Independent is when you know I come together with you because maybe we're gonna have some sex every once in a while. But my life is over here and your life is over here. That's total mm-hmm. independence. Gay men's relationship. <laughs> a lot of gay men, right? Yes, yes correct. And then interdependent. Correct. Right. And then interdependent is when I can rely on you and you can rely on me, but I also exist outside of you. I still have my life and who I am. You know, mm-hmm. I spent so many years in my life where if you asked me what my favorite music was, I would tell you, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. I was so busy liking what the other individual liked that mm-hmm. I didn't even know what my like was. And that's just one example. So, okay, codependence is relying on the other person. In, in you lose your sense you of lose, self. Yeah, your sense of self and your autonomy. Whereas right. independence is just just you. You don't need anyone else. You don't want anyone else. Right. And you might come together every once in a while, while to in get a together. Moment. Yeah. In a yeah, fleeting moment. But you're really like, you're, you're, I have bo- my house, you have your house. Yeah. yeah. You're in your own And let's orbit. get together and have dinner and maybe some sex one night. Right. And then, and then we uh, go on our merry way. And then bye. So it was just, oh my God, I am an independent relationship guy. Oh God. But whereas in the interdependence is more of like, I am able to exist simultaneously inside and outside of this relationship. So yes, yes. our orbits can overlap, but they don't need to clash. They can coexist. Correct. They can coexist, oh. and I can have my desires and likes. You can have yours. You know, Stephanie has her hobbies, what she likes to do. She has her friends that sometimes she hangs out without me, and I don't get jealous over it, and mm. vice versa. Right, right. Which I feel like is kind of like, a, a way more healthy point of view or the way to live your relationship than what I've been doing, which is just complete independence. Because for me, most of my trauma in my relationships has been from men. And it's not just mm-hmm. romantically. Like, I have been touched inappropriately by friends and family. I have been mm-hmm. sexually assaulted multiple times. So I think it's because of that trauma that's mm-hmm. making me build up all these walls. So yes. does that mean I'm just like bonding with guys because of my trauma? Is that is that what that is? It can be a trauma bond to people. <clears throat> Absolutely. 
But that's not 100%, but yeah. that's that could be part of it. My guess is that what you do is you keep yourself separate, 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 separate. You go on, go on and on telling yourself that you are fine by yourself, mm. and then you get uber lonely, and you want to connect with possible, so whoever shows up next looks really good for a minute. You hook up. It's probably incredibly intense. Mm-hmm. And then you get in and you get scared, get terrified, and, and you, you run and you run. Yep. Yep. That is me. That is and me. it you just revolves over oh and over and over again. It's that constant wanting of like novelty, that high of, of whatever is new at consistently adding. Well, to your because life. when you're in novelty, your brain chemicals, it's like it's all the endorphins. All the are endorphins. Running. You have no mm-hmm. fear in that moment. Because mm-hmm. you're just full of endorphins. It's almost a bipolar moment, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on all of the ke- neurochemicals that are coursing through your body. As soon as those wear off, because they, they you can't sustain it. Mm-hmm. Your brain cannot manufacture enough neurochemicals to keep you feeling that kind of lust for very long. Those chemicals in your brain from the novelty is like giving you that high. And once it wears off, it's on to the next high. That's so exactly. Sad. It's it like I have seen so many documentaries and like scientists have said that like uh, lust kind of gives off the same signals in your brain, much in the way that like a coke addict is activated. Yes, like, exactly. Wow, that is right. So, so you become addicted to the lust. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For lack and, of a better word, we'll call it. That. Yeah, yeah. You're but just the high of the novelty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, and that's that sounds like such a difficult process to break out from. What's like the first thing that you tell your clients? Like, all right, let's figure out how to get out of that cycle. How do you how do you walk them? Stop! Through? Stop, Stop doing it. it! Stop! Cold Stop turkey, eh? dating! Ooh. Stop dating! Cold turkey, just be done for a little while. For a little while, and focus just on yourself. Yes. You focus on self-love. If that means that, you know, I mean, you're a sex ed t- expert. Yeah, yeah. We can get off with masturbation the same way we can get off with a guy. Or a gal, uh. if you're if you're like. <laughs> so you focus on self-love and going beyond the physical. And All heal right. those wounds. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just, do you have some friends, Tim? Like a little too many friends, <laughs> to be quite honest. Friends. <laughs> okay okay not friends with benefits friends oh, okay I mean, people I who you like, trust yes i have like a couple that's where you begin to practice mm. really allowing yourself to be close to those individuals right right vulnerability and doing the work to heal the wounds somatic experiencing is one of the areas that we do a lot of work on and what the theory behind po- somatic experiencing is that Every experience that you've had in your life is stored in your cells. So those traumas that you spoke about, Mm -hmm. they're in there. It's not in your brain. It's not in your thoughts. It's It's in in your body. body. Mm -hmm. And so when you get close to someone, those those cells start saying, oh, 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 danger. Danger, danger, Mm -hmm. Will Robinson. And you start (laughs) having that fight, fight, flight, freeze response. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the work that we do is helping you disconnect or bring back down your fight, flight fronts 
into mm. a place where you can think again. Because Fight, Flight, Freeze and Fawn, which is the fourth one, you are living from your brainstem, not from your frontal lobe, mm -hmm. which is where your thinking is. So when you're in freeze or fight, you're living purely from reaction. It's just, yes. what do I yeah. want to say? It's not reaction. It's instinct. Instinct. Mm, instinct. Yeah. And the instinct is to that's run why, That's why I say fight. it's like our reptilian brain. It's instinct. Right. Yes. And so what we do is we work with you to get back into your frontal lobe. Where you make mm. human Rational decisions. Rational right. decisions. And your yeah. reasoning. Yeah. Rational, Rational thought again. Rational thought. And when you can be recognized when you've moved into the reptilian brain and then use the exercises that we prescribe to come back into your mammalian brain, mm. you can overcome the those urges, responses. those right. first re reactions. I love that. But I want to also like ask about the premarital coaching because like, w what else is there to coach on when you're already ready to walk down the aisle are you are you raising have, the important questions like how do i know if he's really the one or like those pre-wedding jitters or something no do you know what the um prevalence is of divorce in the first two years of marriage what is it it's ridiculous i don't it's even more than 50 percent. yeah oh shit I mean, yeah Pete, yeah so what we do is we go through all the things that we believe are so important to iron out mm. and like, who are you really? Who are you without this person? And what do you truly value about each other? What are your basic values? Ooh. Like personal Ooh. values, not money or things. What are your personal values? Right. And how do you appreciate the other person's personal values? How Even if they're not aligned. How do you communicate? Especially when you may have something that you're not agreeing on. How yeah. do you do that? Because, like, if you're, like, married, you're going to have to make some pretty big life decisions. And some of those mm -hmm. decisions, you're going to butt heads. Like, uh, where to live or how to split finances. Or uh, what if one one spouse wants kids and the other one doesn't? Oh, my God. That's right. so terrifying. Do and you put then, them through that ringer? <laughs> like, all right, we're going to yes, do a yes, test Yes, we do. Holy shit. That's so scary. But then what, you know, how, how are you going to handle grief? How are you, you going to support each other? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you have as many drugs as you want and have as much random anonymous sex as you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's my advice. Not for <laughs> listeners. That's that me is not talking. a chance that's at not... awakenings advice, folks. Yeah. Please. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> the Unless, of course, of you believe in... Unless you, you know, have an open marriage and polyamory. But so, it has to be by agreement. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, you can't just be like, I, I guess we're getting married and, and this is it. Like, we, we've made it this far into a relationship. There is nothing else to work on. We're good, right? You know, we work on this stuff daily. Yes. Yeah. We work on this daily with each other. Because we have to, to keep work. our relationship... And, Good. And let me, mm -hmm. I just qualify that a little bit. When we say work on it, we're not efforting. We're not sitting down and doing worksheets or anything. We're just paying attention mm. to how things are going and 
how we're interacting. And if we need to have a conversation, we have a conversation. So it's not like we are, like, suffering through this. It's just like, oh, I just got triggered and I shut down. And now that I'm not says shut down, can we talk about what happened? Because I I want you to understand me, and I want you to know that it wasn't about you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's or maybe it was about you. about you. Yeah. So what can we do so maybe this doesn't happen again? Right, right. But most of the time, I feel like that's more of an internal thing, right? It's never really about the other... Well, not never. It's not normally about the other person, but rather... Those kinds of conflicts come from inside. So much of the time. So yeah, much of the so time. Much of the time. That's right? why we de- developed this like trigger response technique because it really, you begin to notice what's happening inside of you mm. Mm. rather mm. than being externally focused. Right. It's the right. external focus that really gets us into trouble because we only <laughs> see each other as separate people, not as a unified force. And we're stuck in that. And that's a lot of times where that victim mentality comes in. You did this to me. Well, oh, guess what? In that statement, I become a victim. And you become the perpetrator. Yeah, and it's like you're casting blame onto someone that doesn't deserve it whatsoever. Right. And how the heck are you going to get through that conversation when you've already been pointing fingers at somebody? Yeah, oh my God. Right. That doesn't allow for openness and discussion. Oh, yeah, no, it just allows for more attacks. Like, and, and it makes it, you it, shut down. Yeah, and you don't get anywhere. There's, right. no, pro- there's no productivity in a conversation that's always like, you always do this to me, you always do that to me. And it's like, all right, but mm-hmm. what are the solutions? Let's move forward from here. How do we right. make this better for us? And right. we teach people to never use, never use never or always in your comments and your statements because is there anything <laughs> that you always do or anything that you never you. do <laughs> right I will. So always except never. when you leave the cap off the toothpaste and then i yeah. want to murder you <laughs> oh my god honestly the moment i see you like pumping the toothpaste from the middle rather than oh, the right. bottom it's over it's over red flag <laughs> everywhere or well, like i'm glad you... you know what the red flags are sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> or or if you install like the tissue paper the wrong side oh my oh he's God. gonna talk about the toilet paper is the, the toilet, toilet paper yeah, the wrong way to- right yeah there's only one correct way and that's if the flap is in front of you not behind towards the wall no correct. you do not it's- do it that way <laughs> <laughs> i have almost gotten thrown out on a regular for that <laughs> She used to, at the beginning, would basically flip the toilet paper around. Oh, I still do. You did not know that? <laughs> Behind your back in secret. Uh-huh. Every time I, I, I used to, she got on it for one time, one, at one point, and I was just, every time I went to the bathroom, I flipped it. And every time I went in there, I'd turn it back around. And every time I'd go in and flip it again. Talk about passive aggressive, yeah, eh? Yeah, that's so passive ag. Oh, my God. Like, small little things like that, I could never tolerate, which is why I will never be in a healthy relationship. No, I'm kidding. I can... Don't say never. Obviously, I know. Okay. I will never find a... Bo- no, I'm kidding. Okay, okay, okay. I'll find someone. I'll find someone. I will never be toxic. How about that? I will... There you I've, go. I make a vow or a promise to myself to work on myself. And if I ever get into a relationship, I promise to always work on that with him. 
Is that correct? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Yay. I'm ready to get married. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Before we sign off, can you please make like a butt and plug away anything you want the audience to find? (laughs) (laughs) We are Enchanted Awakenings. Our website is enchantedawakenings.love and you can find all of our social media there and give us some love. Come join our Facebook group where we will touch base with you every Thursday night and we will all get to know each other and we will drop some fabulous knowledge to you every week. Yay! Absolutely. Love it. And thank you for all the listeners that have made it this far into this chaotic ass conversation. I will put all of their resources in the show notes. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really does help the show. And you're supporting queer content. And what's better than queer content? I doubt that there's anything better than that. So nothing. Exactly. Nothing is better than a bunch of gays and lesbians having a kiki. So, uh, (laughs) I wish you all good night and I will see you at the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at SexEdWithTim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah.